3: What's up, Clipper Nation? It's your guys, <laughs> William, the opinion update.
2: And
4: I'm positive Chuck Mockler. And it is Tuesday. Dang right it is. Which
3: means Twitter Tuesday. We are Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network, in case you didn't know. And we are live on Twitter, that's at Locked on Clips, to take your questions. Uh, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. It's still the uh, drought of the oh, post NBA yeah. <laughs> All Star game. Uh, Feeling the break.
4: Yeah, we got, uh, if you listened yesterday, we went into some fun stuff. We got some pretty serious stuff today, some Clippers yeah, talk, but yeah. loose loose pod today. It's sad
3: not having games every day. <laughs> it sucks, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, but we're going to kick things off with a little bit of a talk about uh, Clippers' remaining schedule, uh, dig into maybe our playoff push a little bit. We're also going to talk the MVP race and... Then get into some stuff about uh, about NBA gambling, and we'll be taking questions throughout from you guys. So feel free to keep them coming. If you guys are ever unable to watch the live stream, get at us any time of the week. That's at Locked On Clips. Uh, and, w- and we'll get back to you. We love to interact with you guys.
4: So Come without through. further ado, let's get this thing started. So we were kind of talking about some MVP stuff. People were talking about the MVP of the league as a whole. But Will and I have been thinking who the Clippers MVP, Clippers MVP. is so far. And I'm going to add this caveat to it. Okay. Uh, front office included. Oh, wow. Front office can be included
3: front office included. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of an annoying one cuz that real like MVP has got to be the tag team then of of Frank of, and West. Of yeah, Frank and West. And
4: winger. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um <laughs> they've put us in a position We've changed positions a lot team-wise. Like yeah. roster and like what we think is going to happen. Definitely. Um so I think they've just they've been able to kind of put fans on a roller coaster of moves that have somehow all been good. <laughs> Which I think is a very rare thing. Like we lost Tobias, which was huge. Yeah. But we bring in these new young guys who fit in right away. It's just pretty incredible. Definitely. Uh,
3: people are chiming in on the podcast. Lou Will, I got to agree. Yeah. Uh,
4: <laughs> from a solely from a solely
3: players pr- perspective, uh, it's it's got to be Lou Will. He is, we lean on him so much in games. Uh, it was really sad that period of time that he was out. That's not good. Uh, he's he's just an essential member of this squad, and he, he bears so much of the offensive weight on his back. Both, you know, we talk about this a lot in game previews, like both for the bench unit and to like keep the starters in the game. Sometimes I
4: think Lou has done more to save the reputation of our starters than maybe anything. If okay. without Lou, we lose so many of those games that he has to bail oh, us yeah, out, and, and I think the starters definitely. look a lot worse. Yeah, without we, him. I mean he's got games of we're 40 not, points, like, 35 and 10 like we're <laughs> below 500, you know, without yeah. those close close Lou li- Will games. I would agree 100% um, and let us know throughout the pod who you guys think the uh, MVP is. We saw a lot of people clamoring for Lou Will. Trez obviously
3: up there too. So I would um, put
4: Trez for like the heart and soul MVP of the team in terms of energy.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's something to be said about uh, like an overall effect on a team. But I, I see Lou Will as having a very similar effect. Mm-hmm. But Trez is definitely somebody
4: who, uh, who who alters games just with his presence. Definitely. And uh, Patrick Beverly is another guy, too. Just the ethos of how he plays and kind of motivating everybody. It's just great for the young guys. Yeah. Definitely. Can everyone be MVP? We love this whole team. Um, some interesting notes. Uh, here's uh, Alex Kennedy has a wonderful podcast. Uh, he was talking with Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and he said, Kareem Abdul Jabbar said the only one player has expressed interest in learning about the Skyhook, and that's Zubak. Zubats. uh, he's surprised more players aren't using the move since it's a high percentage shot they can create and ones if done right. If Zoo gets a legit Skyhook. First of all, how pretty is that going to? look? Oh, that'll <laughs> like, be great. He's so long. So tight. Um, if Zubot gets a skyhook and he and Trez are on the floor at the same time, are we going to have like the most hook shot variations on oh, the floor? Oh, for at one sure. Time? Yeah,
3: Trez already has some pretty solid hooks. He doesn't quite have like the long He doesn't, he or the doesn't height have the on elongated. Him. Like, yeah, the for f- it to be like a to, to be out. like a full skyhook uh, kind of a deal, except for maybe against small ball lineups. Yeah, but Zoo, I mean, that would be deadly. I I feel like. In what I've seen so far, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of him as a Laker. Uh, he is definitely going to be playing more, uh, just to respond to that question. But uh, he seems to have a really nice touch. Doc Ooh. is really confident in his passing abilities, which would lead me to believe that like he has soft touch. He's good with the ball. Um, he doesn't have hand, like stone hands like a lot of 7-plus
4: footers <laughs> yeah. can have. I think, And we got to see Zubak in person. I mean, that was like the first time I'd really actually watched him play a full game. Yeah. When we saw him in person, that dude is... Afraid of nobody. he also, has Oh, sorry. Oh, he has this quiet, like he went for a dunk that would have killed DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. With like silent ferocity. <laughs> <laughs> you did not expect it. And he really cocked it back and was ready to bang on him. What were you about to That's say? That's so.
3: sorry. Uh thanks to the clipper user who just said longtime listener, first time live person.
4: Let's do it. Welcome,
3: dog. Uh live debate right now. I'm pretty sure it's Zoobots. Is it Zubots? Yeah.
4: All right, that's my bad. What what do you guys think, Clipper <laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure according to basketball reference, it's it's Zubats.
4: We apologize if we've been saying it wrong. It's mostly been me who's but been people saying do it say wrong. zoo Zupak. So I feel like Ooh, that I makes it a little that. bit
3: that makes it a little bit confusing.
4: Zupac makes me feel uncomfortable. that's uh, fair. That's fair. I feel that's like fair. that's fair. <laughs> feel like it's disrespectful. Welcome JK Flores to the podcast. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah. Um so looking at schedule stuff, we can get some clippers talk here. We have the 23rd hardest schedule remaining. Well, <laughs> I mean that's great. Which is great. Um, We play the Knicks and the Cavs twice, which is dope. The end of the season gets a little tough, but we're currently one game up on the Kings. We're only two games out of fifth place. Yeah. Jovan had a question today uh, if we should make the playoffs and lose the pick or miss the playoffs and keep the pick. And I think with how close we are right now, I think we go for the playoffs.
3: Yeah, so I think that's an interesting interesting question, and I've definitely flip-flopped it. Uh, both ways on this podcast. And I guess with where I'm sitting at it right now is, uh, obviously, it's a win-win pretty much either way. But the thing is, is how great is a pick going to be like in the late teens anyways?
4: Yeah, especially in this draft.
3: Yeah. Um, So if we're not in the lottery, um, obviously, we don't get to keep that pick. But even if we did, I'm just not sure that it would be the type of, like, generation changing or squad, yeah, like the- elevating talent. I think it's more uh it's it's more keeping that pick to me as a trade piece than anything else. Mm,
4: I like that. And I also agree too because like how can you it's also hard to kind of quantify like the experience that the playoffs give you versus getting a player on the lottery and not a very good draft.
3: Oh, I agree. Yeah. And somebody's asking if, if it's a first or second round pick. It is a first round pick that that will convey to Boston Uh, if we fall out of the lottery this year. And then
4: next year, we lose the pick if we are um, not in the lottery, I believe. Uh, I believe, yeah. Or something like that. It's a
3: future first or two seconds. It's it's one of those.
4: Yeah. Um, But I'm definitely... I'm now on the train of like, yeah, let's try and make the playoffs. We could... I mean, we're two games out of the fifth seed. We're only three games out of the fourth seed. Yeah. Which, like, is a bl- It's a bloodbath out there. The Jazz have the second easiest schedule, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, Sacramento and San Antonio are right near us in terms of hardest remaining schedule, so games against them are going to be huge. Definitely. Uh, but OKC and Denver, both in the top five and hardest schedule remaining. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think, but we could end up like the fifth seed. Definitely, Which, the Lakers have a, a, a not a, the hardest stretch, but they have
3: a decently rough stretch yeah. too. They have some easy games. I think they play the Pels like three times. Yeah, uh, and then some some of the easier Eastern Conference teams. But they they still haven't done like they they got a lot of uh, Pacific teams left to play. Yeah, they got, I think they play the Clippers twice.
4: They play the <laughs> Warriors. They may do. play the
3: Warriors twice. They got a bunch of guys.
4: They got a hard uh, they got a hard road, and so I mean it would be awesome to be like the fifth seed because I think any team really other than like let's say golden state maybe utah on the it's right it's competitive
3: night. it's i think any spot other than the 8th seed uh it's it, it's clip i mean like yeah. it's it's competitive especially
4: uh, uh sorry one sec can't read this uh he said hot take portland gets bounced in the first round again Hotter take, they get bounced by the Clips in the first round. Because <laughs> if we go four and five with them, that's a series we can win. Yeah, definitely. Like 100%, definitely. which would be super tight. Um, Aren't we like three games behind the fourth seed? Yes, we are three games out of fourth, which is pretty incredible.
3: Yeah, definitely. And that. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm definitely on the train of either way it's a win-win, but I would prefer to make the playoffs. It'd be great if we could even get a decent seed, which to me is just anything above eight. And then, (laughs) uh, and then, then like Doc, Doc expressed this too—that like he thinks that uh, the the playing time for the young guys in the playoff situation is is like more valuable probably than any any pick.
4: Yeah, I would love to see playoff Shea. I would love to see playoff Landry Shamit. Something tells me that he's a guy who, when he got to the playoffs, would just catch fire. Yeah, like he's got that vibe of a dude who when the spotlight's kind of on you as a whole in yes. terms of, like, a series, he's just going to go off. Definitely. Which would be really awesome to see. And also, playoff Trez, I don't think the world is ready to see playoff Trez. No. <laughs> I no. don't think I don't think anyone's ready for that intensity or something like that. It'd be absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, most people I think I've seen on Twitter have kind of been on the make the playoffs and uh, lose the pick idea. Definitely. Because a lot of people think we're making a big swing for AD or for Kawhi. And I'm fine with that. Like, I think I'm totally okay with making those big swings. Maybe not getting both because we're not going to get two superstars. Yeah. Um, And getting one great guy that we can just kind of build for more and we just are going to have so much money we can get the right pieces around him. Definitely, we have so many in place right now. Yeah, that it just kind of adds this like tinkering level of guys we could get. Yeah, which I would be on board. For. Gallo also deserves to be in the playoffs every single year. Oh yeah, I'd agree with that. For he sure. is like, uh, he's just one of those guys who de- definitely deserves that old-fashioned um, playoff Gallo. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break. Coming up, we're gonna be taking a couple questions we got pre-show, which were pretty good. One from Cheney John that I really enjoy. Uh, but first, if you're following Locked On uh, podcast, multiple sports, as you should be, check out Locked On Net on Twitter and Instagram. It aggregates all the content. We're on the Twitter right now at Locked On Net. Do it. Um, but yeah, that is both Twitter and Instagram, Locked On Net.
2: Free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for eighteen free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active
4: subscriber to receive free dessert. So we got a couple questions before we started the stream. Uh Will, I think you're gonna be into this one. Yeah. This one's from Chenny John. Uh shout out Chenny John, always tweeting us great questions. He says, What is your favorite halftime slash timeout entertainment? Kid Clippers, DJ Dench shout out, Red Panda, Quick Change, Music Axe, Kiss Cam. Uh, I'll tell you what's not my favorite. Uh, the Kiss Cam and the one where they make you sing Sweet Caroline. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That one sucks. Also, uh, special- Kid Clippers, I guess, is fine. Kid Clippers is okay. I love Red Panda. Spinning those plates on yeah. that chair is very hard. Here's another one. Christian and Scooby. Christian and Scooby? The dude with his dog. The oh, huge dude with his dog yeah. who like walks on him when he's doing that. I'm a big fan of Christian and Scooby. Um, DJ Gents is good. Kid Clippers are okay. Clipper Daryl, technically not uh, part of the team. One time I saw Clipper Daryl, I was in the bathroom going to the bathroom, and he walked in singing Gangnam Style the whole time he went to the bathroom. <laughs> um, yes, the little dog. Matt Chong knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Christian and Scooby are a chill. Uh, we
3: just got a question coming in. Someone
4: asked if we think Shay will get more playing time moving forward. Uh, I think
3: it's obviously going to be performance dependent, but like as a general trend. God, I yes. hope so. Yeah, he uh, should. So he is averaging like a, a bright note. He is averaging more, more minutes, uh, per game than any other rookie on a, on a playoff or contender team. Oh, really?
4: Yeah. Damn. That's um, awesome. So that's, that's really, really cool. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the minutes, uh, Mark Cronin gave us a question: How many minutes a game should Robinson get to develop faster? Uh, I
3: don't know. I, like,
4: it's a tough question because with Shamit, I almost want Shamit seems more ready now.
3: I think Shamit is already so game ready, and I think it's 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 almost more. I don't want to say it's more important, but it's it's of equal importance to slightly more importance for him to just keep getting those reps in. Uh, for him to keep feeling comfortable
4: with the new guys you mean yeah got it yeah okay, definitely
3: for sure. and and just in-game scenarios you know like the more games you play the more different kind of shots that you can you yeah. can find you can pick your spots a little bit better you get more uh experience working with defenses because uh, you know things are going to get thrown at you in a playoff situation when you play a team five to seven times if yeah. you know god willing <laughs> it goes a series goes that long um that you're not going to be experienced for, and I think the best way to do that is to get the more experience uh, during during the season. So I I think that. You know, we can't we can't sacrifice Shamit minutes for Jerome. I would like to see him develop that. I think getting, like, if we could give him a solid five to eight, I think that that's probably where, where he's looking at right now in terms of minutes. I would
4: say, yeah, like a focused five to eight. Like, you're on nice. the court for five minutes, and we're going to get you your shots. It would be nice if it wasn't, like,
3: five to eight minutes of garbage time. Yeah. The uh, Ty Wallace
4: minutes that he was getting in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like
3: there's just no guarantee for that right now. There's um, –
4: Yeah, that's a good point. Someone just mentioned that Jerome is still figuring out what kind of player he is. I think that's true, too. There's times where he's open on the perimeter, and I think just because he's a new young guy, he's kind of getting missed. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a disrespectful thing at all, but like they seem to find Shaman a little easier. And I think maybe that just comes from playing with Reddick and just picking up on how to kind of stand out when you're on the perimeter. He stands out, and he
3: just he's in constant motion.
4: So I think that, that oh, is going sure. that's going to attract your eye a lot more.
3: Whereas uh, Robinson, you know, like as he was built to us, is more of kind of a catch and shoot guy, which is great uh, and it, and it's awesome. But I do think sometimes you know you're going to find a moving target sometimes a little bit easier.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, Mark Cronin just shooting us all these cues. Should Green, Chandler, Temple, and Luke take minutes from the youngsters going forward? Uh, I would say we don't really know about Luke because <laughs> I don't know if he's going to play ever again. Um, I would say Green looks pretty. Green has looked pretty good. Green has looked pretty good. Uh, I just don't see him in the starting lineup, yeah. so I
3: don't really see him taking minutes away from our key young guys. Thankfully. Um, you know, the guys that are already in the starting in the starting lineup, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, Wilson Chandler, I don't know if he'll get starting minutes. I kind of hope he doesn't. I had uh, some stats
4: in here about him.
3: I don't know if I... I mean, like I, I'm excited for Wilson Chandler to play. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think it'd be fun to watch him at the three behind Gallo yes. in, in a larger lineup. Uh, but we'll just have to see how that goes. I, I would actually be fine with a starting lineup of uh, Shea, Shamit, uh Chandler, Gallo, Zubots.
4: Oh, yeah. I'd be, yeah. That, that's a good even-spaced height lineup as well. Um, it's kind but, of big.
3: Uh, Chandler might take some minutes away, I guess, from our kind of sizable guards, like, say, a, a Ty Wallace or or Sindarius, who sometimes they play minutes at the three. I would see them playing less minutes at the three, but that would put them, I feel like, in a better position anyways to play more guard minutes.
4: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Someone, uh, Rudy Zavala, a.k.a. at uh, Raz49ers, he asked about Wilson Chandler coming back and what kind of impact he can have. Doc said he's hoping that he'll be able to practice after the All-Star break, Mm -hmm. so in the next couple days, which is great. Um, Just some numbers on Chandler. He shot 39% on around three threes a game so far this year. Yeah, which is really all we need. Which all we need that was on twenty six minutes a game though, so I'm not oh, sure if yeah. he's gonna get that much. I don't necessarily want him to get twenty six minutes a game for this squad. You got you got a different ball
3: problem though in. Um There in Philadelphia, I would guess that's a good point. I would guess that when your guard can't really shoot at all, it's, (laughs) it's, you know, defenders are going to double up on guys that they think are going to be able to shoot. Um, So I I think that it's a lot harder to get uncontested looks and really just to even get a chance to get looks in that kind of an offense. Yeah. When
4: one dude is just a black hole. Someone just asked, do we think Luke is coming back? I think he's coming back. I don't know. (laughs) It's really hard to tell. Has anyone seen Luke and Bob in the last three and a half months? (laughs) Um, someone said Chandler will have to compete with the corpse of Luka and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We don't really know. There's kind of still some more questions up in there. Um, we had another question before. Do you think Delgado should be getting some NBA minutes now? So, truth be told, I love me some Angel Delgado. Uh, he's fan of the, or pod favorite over here. With the playoff push and how we seem to be trying to make the playoffs, I don't know if that's necessarily in the cards for him right now. Which kind of bums me out, but
3: yeah, it's really hard. We're just at a we're just at a stage in the season where it's kind of time to. We don't really have we can't drop games. We don't have these development minutes anymore. Yeah, uh, like I would say we did to the start of the season, so. Yeah, and, and with the loss of Tobias, like we need people who are able to step up kind of immediately, which I think will be a great challenge for the for the young guys who are able to fill that kind of role. Especially I mean, if you can learn to get a tempo off the bench, mm-hmm. even if, if especially if you're only playing five to eight minutes a game, you're looking at a great NBA career. Yeah, you. you're a plug-and-play like, rebounder. So uh, you know, ultimately I think anything would be good for these guys. I, I don't know how much Delgado we're gonna get to see. I think once again, if we were to see it, it would be maybe. Maybe at the four next to Trez. Ooh, that'd be um, so sweet. But you know, he hasn't played a lot of minutes uh in the G League and stuff at the four, so I don't really even know how it would
4: work out. That would be and would be a bunch of we got a question for our record prediction right now. Oh man. I wish we could remember how many games uh we thought we were gonna win. I
3: said forty two at the start of the season. We won forty one last year. I think we went five hundred. Oh, no, we won
4: forty two last year.
3: Oh, we won forty two last year. So I might have said forty three at the beginning of the season. I think I said one game
4: better. <laughs> um, I mean, we're thirty two and twenty seven right now. I don't know, man. I think we could get to 40, 45 and thirty seven. Someone's saying, like
3: M Chong is saying. Yeah, uh, I, I I think that that's pretty close, really. I I would say right now we're probably around like forty. Yeah, yeah that forty five wins. Yeah, that forty three,
4: something like that range. Uh, it just all, all again, it depends on how we. The end of the season is a giant pain in the ass. Definitely, definitely. the end of the season really sucks for us schedule wise. So we just have to we have to win the game against the Knicks. You know, we got to win these games against teams that we sometimes you know against lesser teams, we can sometimes let them sneak in and make Definitely. us play catch-up.
3: And I'm, I'm excited to see what this team looks like once it hits the floor together. You know, these guys haven't had a break, uh, like our, our vets and our and our main guys, and then they hadn't had a full practice no. as of still the, the Phoenix game, which was the last game before the break. Yeah. So... You know, I I think that we we, you know, we these guys could be a lot more locked in coming back from the break. So I don't see 45 as being an unattainable number.
0: Yeah. Uh, We're going to take some more questions for you guys in a sec. Just got to do a quick break. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car. But really, the first words you want to say are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there, too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app, State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: All right, guys. We're back. Um, We just went over records a little bit. So do you want to talk a little bit about Wilson Chandler coming back? Eh,
4: we kind of covered it, I think. All right, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this Tim Don- Donaghy thing? Yes, let's talk about oh, Donaghy. Oh, if anyone's watching on the live stream uh, and you read the Tim Godin- Don- Donaghy article, let us know what you thought. Um, it just kind of had me thinking. So first of all, refs influencing games, do you think it happens still from a betting perspective? I want to say no, but I just feel like it's too hard to tell. This is Clippers conspiracy corner, is what it is. Really uh, well, so. In my opinion,
3: <laughs> in my opinion, I think that I I don't think that it's happening at maybe like the highest level. Like I don't think it's happening in championship games. I don't think it's swinging to playoffs. I think during regular season games. Some things might be affecting Ooh. the spread, and I don't know that that's every <laughs> yeah. game. Obviously, I don't think every ref is corrupt, but it, I guess what I'm more saying, I'm not saying that it definitely happens. It probably happens, but there, I feel like there's no way to
4: really, to to really check it. I'm gonna say that I absolutely think it happens still. Okay, because right. I think there's not, there just can't be one guy. You know what and, I'm saying? And I'm including like, things like
3: soft calls and stuff in, into this as well.
4: Someone, Matt John just said, it's hard to influence, uh, to devil influence just being bad at their jobs. <laughs> I agree. But that's the weird thing with Tim Donaghy. He was considered one of the best, most accurate refs. Definitely. And so for me, I just, there's too much money. The more money goes into something, the more sketchier it gets in terms of like strings being pulled. Mm-hmm. And I just think there was a big issue in the article where they met uh, the prosecution met with David Stern to talk about it, and then someone leaked to the New York Post about this ref, and it was plastered over the New York Post. And I think the NBA did that to stop the prosecutors from asking other NBA refs about it. Because wow. Donaghy mentioned how he knew about other refs, maybe yeah, who did this, and I'm just like, it just I don't know. I feel like I'm it's also a bit th- of a dick, so like I absolutely think people are influencing the spread. Maybe not necessarily the wins and losses.
3: Yeah, maybe maybe it's not as far as wins and losses, but spread. I feel like is just one of those things that would be other than. I mean. Other than looking at the spread, like, <laughs> as an organization, the NBA, looking at what the spread of the game is and, like, determining some sort of pattern with certain refs and things, maybe beating or not beating the spread. Definitely. But, like, that's still, I, I think, would be a
4: hard-to-prove case. Oh, yeah, it's really hard to prove. Like, um, they, it's all coincidental, basically, is what you argue if you're the ref standpoint. Without,
3: like, concrete evidence of you seeing a ref or something getting a, uh, getting a payout, um. Yeah. I. I don't really know. I
4: think there'd have to be wiretaps involved. Yeah. And definitely. I will be the first to say I will wear a wire. <laughs> <laughs> I will snitch on NBA refs. Those are the only people I'll snitch on. Charles pro snitching mockware. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we think the lifted betting restrictions are gonna make the already clandestine NBA reports even more clandestine?
3: So we've talked about this before, and I. It's I feel like with the, the injury with the injury report thing. I don't get why they're so intentionally vague. Where players are extremely doubtful. LeBron against us this
4: year. Kuzma against us this year.
3: And like, okay, so maybe an organization, maybe, maybe an organization doesn't have anything to benefit from, from betting odds. You could say that. You could tell me that. I don't know if I believe that, (laughs) but uh, then why do it that way? Then why not have more
4: transparency? <laughs> Someone just asked, what if they are cheating for us? Oh, then it's fine. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, it's all good. That all That's good. a great question. Um, yeah, so with the injury report thing, I also don't get that, too, is that I don't think teams – like, it's not like like uh, in soccer in England. Mm-hmm. A bunch of teams are sponsored by betting companies, which blows my mind. Oh, yeah, clear conflict Which of will never happen in the U.S. So I don't get why, like – I think it might, maybe it's just like an individual in one organization randomly that's like, no, it's like who knows a guy and is basically doing a Donaghy light thing. In terms of injuries,
3: I guess there's also the idea too that it is like in in some way strategical for you to strategical. Uh, strate- sorry, <laughs> it's like uh, it's strategic for you to uh not divulge to the other. Yeah, team. you don't show your hand. So like you think that maybe they'll prepare differently, but like that's I, insane. I just
4: don't think that, that ha- that's happening. When it's LeBron James, like when that when it was the Lakers situation, I was like, well. I I don't think they're going to practice as if LeBron is not playing tonight. Definitely, like, this doesn't. Someone just asked if there's any news on Seth. Yeah,
3: he got freaking robbed at the three point. He <laughs> got three point <laughs> he got Like how oh, you can get robbed for missing. <laughs> he got <top>. three. <laughs> if it was contested threes. <laughs> He would have won the whole thing. Uh no word. He's not used to shooting flat foot threes.
4: <laughs> no word on Seth Curry coming to the Los Angeles. He only shoots yet. at
3: the highest level.
4: We're holding out hope, you guys. <laughs> Seth's gonna be here. We got time for a couple more actual Clippers questions if anyone wants to shoot them to us. Um oh we have this, this nice thing here. Uh, would missing the playoffs mean for LeBron's legacy? I don't think it means anything for LeBron's legacy.
3: Yeah, so I I just think that maybe if you're already trying to make a case against LeBron, then this your mind's already th- made like up. then this factors into it. He has been to thirteen straight playoffs, uh which is the second longest streak in the nba behind tony parker with 17 Ooh. straight playoff and that's probably into this year <laughs> uh, which is really really incredible uh i believe jj reddick is actually though, just one one behind uh lebron with like he is like 11 or 12 damn uh that's tight. so yeah i have more space jam recording time yes yeah it, a lot of
4: adr for that space jam <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> um
3: i i personally don't think it would affect his legacy at all i i I think to some degree, you know, obviously he's not all the way out yet, but I think that just as like a a player, um, he had to realize that, you know, it might not be a pot like it definitely wasn't a surefire thing and it might not even be a possibility coming to a team uh, as it's currently constructed.
4: Yeah. Um, It would be more about the Lakers organization than LeBron. I tend to agree with that 100%.
3: Yeah. I I mean, I would be inclined to agree. They have bad
4: management and no shooting coach. I don't, you know, like... I don't None? Know. They don't have a shooting coach, though. Oh, wow. My YMCA red team had a shooting coach. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, he was a high school guy, but he still helped out. Um, keep shooting his questions, you guys. Someone said Seth Curry requested a buyout. I don't think that's true. Um, I wish it was, because we would... <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'd buy that guy out in a second, dude. Why not? <laughs> <Who> <laughs> Throw some cares? more guards in the mix. Um, what are you guys doing to kill time for the All-Star break, if you're listening on Twitter, or if you're listening uh, randomly on the recording? Just tweet me what you guys have been doing to kill the time. Are hey, you um, guys watching,
3: watching hockey? <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, Manny Machado sighting was pretty interesting. I don't know. We don't know how to talk about that on the uh, Clippers pod uh all everyone tweet your congrats at zubak zubax zubats zubats uh he got engaged a couple days ago which is pretty tight um we wish him all the best in his new marriage which would be a good time oh yeah Um, how old is he third year in the nba
3: he's probably in his early 20s zubak
4: age i will say pretty young to be getting married tell you one thing he's 21 oh wow wow okay now i'm kind of rethinking my well wishes i hope this goes well for you zubats (laughs) 21's young uh jermichael green knees okay uh he seemed to be okay they've been giving him plenty of run um he started a little slow when we watched him play against the suns but he had a really strong game man and he does a bunch of stuff that i feel like you know it's we meme about it's unstatable he has a bunch of hustle stuff he was tipping passes um,
3: and he's a you know, he's a solid shooter. He uh, he's a contributor
4: for sure. Yeah, he's a more solid. I didn't know it's like a
3: little bit more solid than Mike Scott when Mike Scott was shooting well, very uh, good point, in, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, other than that one game against uh Atlanta, he's basically like a little better version of Mike Scott, maybe less of a handle.
3: Yeah, somebody saying Kyrie and Durant this offseason a good grab. I'm actually, oh, for the in, mix. <laughs> I might be on the outside of this. I don't. I don't really want Kyrie. I, I think that he's a great point guard. Don't get me wrong. I just don't see how it fits. I don't want Shea playing Yeah, the like then
4: Shea's our backup or the two.
3: Yeah. I, he doesn't... Shea doesn't, I, to me, work as well as a two. He's um, about to
4: come in with a baby giraffe legs to practice. Yeah, dude. He might. Um, yeah, I don't like... I don't think we need a point guard right now. No. no. Uh, if we're going to... With as mature as Shea seems and everything like that, just let's let him grow into what he can be.
3: Yeah, Durant would be awesome. I would just like... The, my all-star grab, my pick... Is somebody is just somebody on the wing who's a who's a knockdown shooter. Obviously, like it would be great to have some size and can play solid defense. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, guys, that about wraps it up uh, for our recording. We'll stay on the Twitter a little bit longer after we stop this, but thank you for listening. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, uh, review Definitely. all that stuff. It really helps, guys. Um, we're coming at you Monday through Friday. Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I've been positive, Chuck Mockler, and I'm William, the opinion update. Thanks for tuning in. A hey, prime members.